0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Tomorrow morning, Lori Lightfoot will take the oath of office as Chicago's next mayor. And while you're seeing a lot of stories about who's on what side as the new mayor establishes her new government, Lightfoot's facing some of the same troubling challenges. Violence among young people will be one of the most challenging. This weekend, we're going to talk about curbing the violence with an expert who knows Chicago very well, and in fact, another expert who's on the front lines. But f- our first guest is former U.S. Education Secretary Arnie Duncan. Hello, I'm political editor Craig Delamore, and this is At Issue. Yes, you know Arne Duncan. He served as President Obama's Education Secretary for most of his two terms. But before that, he was CEO of the Chicago Public Schools from 2001 when then-Mayor Richard M. Daley appointed him to 2009. Then he went to the White House. He was raised in Hyde Park. Now he's back in Chicago and a managing partner for Chicago Cred. That stands for Creating Real Economic Diversity. It's a project run by the Emerson Collective, a social impact group co-founded by Archie, Ar- Arnie Duncan. Why did I say Archie? I've known you for like decades. Uh, he is no stranger to WBBM. Arnie Duncan, welcome back.
2: Great to see you again, Craig. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you. Um, before we talk about the blueprint that Chicago Cred has for addressing gun violence, first explain what Chicago Cred is.
2: Uh, the name actually came from the young men we're working with. It's called Creating Real Economic Destiny. And as, as our family came back uh, to Chicago a couple of years ago from D.C., just realizing that the, the crisis facing the city was just an untenable level of violence. And this city, as you know, Craig gave me everything academically, socially, culturally, athletically. And so for me to come back and not work on this just didn't feel right. So we have a, a lot of hard work ahead of us. Chicago is way more, you know, seven times more violent than New York, three and a half times more violent than L.A. Um, It's not fair. We've basically robbed children on the south and west sides of their childhoods. But I'm actually very optimistic and things are going the right direction. But again, a lot of hard work ahead
1: and i want to talk a little bit about the philosophy of of chicago cred because i mean efforts to curb gun violence spur a lot of catchy phrases uh, one of them is nothing stops a bullet like a job uh and some people i gather don't see any other way of surviving let alone making their lives better uh besides the drug trade and crimes and you guys that's the part of it that you're addressing directly? We're trying to work with the young men uh, on the south and west sides who are mostly
2: between the ages of 17 and 24 who are most likely to shoot and be shot, and unfortunately that profile is one and the same, and giving those men um, a reason to put down the guns, giving them real hope, not hope in the unseen but tangible hope. Um, We work with jobs, we work with wraparound services, we help with trauma counseling. We have fantastic life coaches and mentors. We've had dozens of guys get their high school diplomas. Many of the guys write their autobiographies. And we do this in partnership with amazing uh, community partners across the city. So we're now, we started with 30 guys in Roseland, which is where I met Detective Williams in uh, the fall of 2016. We're now working with uh, slightly over 400 men across the city with our partners. And from twenty sixteen, which was a devastating level of violence twenty seventeen we were down fifteen percent twenty eighteen we were down fifteen percent so far this year we're still we're still tracking to about hopefully another fifteen percent reduction but Craig, we have a long, long way to go until we truly give our children on the southwest and west side their childhood's back
1: and this is where I do want to bring in our other guest uh uh she is very well known Chicago police detective uh, Vivian Williams. Uh, you have been with the force for two dozen years. Uh, You also are distinguished by living in the community for most of that time, all of that time, I gather. And uh, you've become a real go-to person in your community and for the department when it comes to young people who are at risk. Talk about, about how you even
3: got into that. Well, first of all, thank you for allowing me to be here and to speak on this um, subject. As a police officer, I was asked to work in the schools, in in Corliss High School, to be exact. I worked there for several years off-duty and then became the on-duty officer there. So I saw a lot of young people going through a lot of trauma, losing friends to gun violence. And we had a lot of conversations uh, in the policing office with those children. I saw those children grow up. And then I saw a lot of them on the streets committing crimes. And I always spoke with them and, and talked to them and tried to explain that what they were doing was not what they had to do and that there was a better way. And when Chicago Cred came about, and I was asked to be the liaison between the police department and Chicago Creat. I just saw this as a great opportunity for me to help some of these young men turn their lives around. And it worked. They, they came to create and they are now not a problem, but they are the solution. How
1: difficult is it for young people who have grown up first with a distrust of police in general, um, to accept uh, a police officer, a police detective, a, as someone who can be trusted, uh, as someone who can resolve difficulties when their t- tensions seem to be getting out of hand.
3: Well, there are a lot of police officers who are just like myself. They're in the schools, they're in the communities as baseball coaches, basketball coaches, so. The positive community relationships that we form for the officers who are, who are really out there with the community, it helps for effective policing, effective law enforcement. Uh, once a person trusts you, it's so much easier to actually be a law enforcement officer because I live in the community and I live with people who were causing problems and just to uh, have them trust me and trust other officers it it really helps us to um do our job so we get out there in the community and we reach people where they are that's you know that's what policing is all about it's not about putting people in jail it's about trying to solve problems and issues and as long as that's you know where we come in at then we can be effective police officers, and I find it easy to have people trust me because I'm real. I, you know, I give 100%. I'm, You know, I, I tell the truth. If I have to arrest you, I let you know up front you're going to jail. You know, anything I can do to help you, I'm going to help you. But, you know, I need you to, you know, do the right thing also. So as long as you're honest with people, they'll trust you. You tell them the truth.
1: Um, Arnie Duncan, how does a program like this that focuses on employment help break a cycle that has so many other uh, moving parts in it? Uh, it's not just the jobs, there's a, a lack of economic development in areas. there's the social media that seems to be able to fuel people's anger and get them out and and in some cases a disregard. For human life that makes people think a solution to a beef with somebody is simply to kill them. And maybe they don't worry so much about whether they themselves die.
2: This, this work is maybe the hardest and definitely the most humbling work I've ever done, Craig. And one of the huge lessons for me is really learning not to judge. And the vast majority of our guys have lived with unimaginable trauma basically since birth it wasn't like they had easy lives until 15 or 16 and something went wrong and you know I have a million stories but can tell you about a young guy who his his earliest memory was of his father shooting heroin that's his earliest childhood memory there's another young guy who said Arnie I grew up in a household full of guns Um, I wish we would have had some toys but uh, we had guns so I grew up in a household full of books both my parents were educators I became an educator. He grew up in a household full of guns, had family members who were shooters. He became a shooter. And so the wrap around services, the trauma counseling and support um, is so critically important. Um, at the end of the day, though, I think we're trying to solve an economic problem. We're not trying to solve a, a crime problem. These are young men. They're not boys. Many are fathers. They are going to eat. They're going to pay rent. They're going to take care of their children, and they're going to do that in the illegal economy or in the legal economy. and. Um, It's our choice as a society. Are we going to condemn them to the margins of society and keep them in the illegal economy, which perpetuates and exacerbates the violence? Or are we going to bring them in? And many people say, oh, it's it's great you're giving guys a, a second chance. And I actually reject that. Craig, I think for many guys, we are honestly giving them a first chance. And that every structure in their lives early on, families, churches, nonprofits, our schools failed them. And we're just giving them a first chance late in life. And they are making a very rational choice. No one has to work with us. No one, no probation officer. No one says you have to come work with us. Our guys are looking to get out of the streets. They're not winning. They're tired. They're tired of the police chasing them. They're tired of being shot. They're not getting rich. And they have a chance to improve their lives. And they're already leaders. But lead their communities in a positive direction. Um, They are jumping at the opportunity. We're trying to grow and scale as fast as we can. We basically have waiting lists of guys in every neighborhood we're working. They want something better for themselves and very importantly for their children.
1: Um, Detective Williams, what do um, everyday people and frankly other police officers need to know about these young people who may seem from the outside to be angry people with no concern for, for their neighborhoods or their own lives?
3: Well, I would say what, everyone, not just police officers, but community members, they have to see these young men as human beings. They have to not see them as problems. They have to know that, um, you know, like Arnie said, some of these young men have never had a chance, never had an opportunity. I've heard young men say, and young women say, they were born into the gangs. And I never really understood what it meant to be born into a gang. So, when I started to research that, I found out that a lot of them had mothers and fathers who were gang members. I actually had a young man tell me that his mother was one gang and his dad was another gang and they married each other and he became the same gang that his father was. And that sounds crazy to me because it wasn't my reality. It wasn't the way I was brought up. So I decided that I wanted to, Try to stop people who think that that's the way that they have to live. You know, stop them from thinking that way. Try to change the mindset. Give them opportunities. Uh, Something like Chicago CRED and some other organizations. When I try to, you know, introduce the young men and young women, sometimes, you know, it takes one or two, three, maybe five times that I have to go over and talk to them about making a change. And then sometimes something really traumatic happens in their lives and then they decide, you know, hey, let me go back to Officer Williams. I've received phone calls in the middle of the night with young men who say, can you uh, take me to Chicago, Chicago create now? Can you call Arnie Duncan? Can you call Kirk? Can you call, you know, the, the young, the men who I've tried introducing them to before or giving them phone numbers for before when something tragic happens? It's like a wake up call for some of them. And they decide, hey, this is not the life I want to live and one young man in particular, his dad was a gang member. This young man came into Chicago cred. His dad is not gang banging anymore. His dad is not out here living that life anymore, so he was a example for his father so some you know somebody's got to make a change you, you, you have to do something or we will continue to have this bloodshed on the street and I'm willing to do whatever it is I need to do to make this stop'.
1: Um. Arnie Duncan, um, I know that there are other groups that are trying uh, this approach too, so that maybe some of those people who are waiting can find help. Uh, The the, uh, uh, Heritage, uh, uh, the yeah, the Heartland Alliance is another group that's doing that. But what evidence is there that this stuff sticks that it that it does work and that these people are able to move on?
2: First, Craig, we have, again, amazing partners, nonprofits, churches, social service agencies across the south and west sides who are working every single day to give guys a chance in life and help uh, in this transformation process. So we hold ourselves absolutely accountable. Again, we started in 2016, which was a horrific year in terms of violence for the city. Uh, 2017, a 15% reduction. And we just look at homicides and shootings every single year. 2018, another 15%. We're tracking to that kind of that that level this year, and um, we can't just arrest our way out of this this problem. We can't incarcerate our way out of this problem. I would make an argument that mass incarceration has had a devastating impact, particularly in the in the Black Latino communities. And what we're working hard now, Craig, is we're doing this all basically with private dollars, philanthropic dollars. We have a obviously it's an exciting time. We have a new mayor. We have a new a new governor. Um, this week we had almost a thousand people down in Springfield saying. This is a public good, and we need to invest in these young men. And if the city and the state were to come together to invest and to give them a chance um, to, to, for transformation, when you talk to the guys, and, and Detective Williams would tell the same thing, you know, 85 90 95%, they want out of this life. They're not winning. They don't feel good. And if we fail to provide those opportunities, then they're sort of stuck. They have no choice. But if the city and the state could come together, and we're talking about a, $150 million investment in these men, not a gift in investment each year in terms of jobs and wraparound services, that would have a transformational effect on the city. The violence each year costs our city, forget the heartbreak, forget the trauma, forget the fear, forget the lost childhoods. The actual dollar cost, to violence in Chicago costs us $4 billion each year. That's a terrible use of resources. Why don't we invest in the front end?
1: We're going to continue our conversation with former U.S. Education Secretary Arne Duncan and Chicago Police Detective Vivian Williams in just a minute after this message.
0: Welcome to Sinfron Explain. This week on Sinfron Explains, we talked live video. If you want to experience live video, your best bet is to visit the social channels of any news station. They are filled with videos from their daily newscasts. Today, people are consuming more online video than ever before. It is estimated by the end of 2019, 85% of all web traffic will be attributed to video. That's because more than 100 million internet users watch online video every day. Sinfron Media is proud to be a leader in live video. After all, we've been doing it for a long time since before Facebook Live was around. We are excited to announce that we are one of the few sources granted permission to live stream the Chicago inauguration Monday, May 20th. Visit ChicagoInauguration.com to watch this historic moment starting at 8am. This is Jason Bauman from Sin Fronteras Media. I want to invite you to visit WeWinInIllinois.com to learn how we can help you leverage digital data and effective messaging to win your next election
1: you're listening to WBBM news radios at issue I'm political editor Craig Delamore and I'm talking with the uh, former education secretary and former Chicago Public Schools uh, CEO Arnie Duncan he is now the managing partner of a social anti-violence group called Chicago CRED and we also are honored to have uh, Chicago Police Detective Vivian Williams with us as well who uh, has been working uh, with many of these young people over the years, and is a police liaison to the CRED program. Uh, And thank you both for being here. I want to talk about, well, as you mentioned, we've got a new mayor and a new uh, governor. You're also, are you working with them? First off, are you part of the transition officially? But how do you work with the new administration to see if these kinds of ideas... Can move forward. I I know you've looked at New York and Los Angeles by comparison and so you have some pretty definite ideas about what you'd like to see.
2: Yeah and again Chicago unfortunately has been a real anomaly and other cities are much safer and we brought in mayors from five different cities to have a conversation here and to learn those lessons. So we don't have to be here. Um, We can get to a much better place. I'm actually pretty confident, pretty optimistic and hopeful um, that we will. And so, uh, yes, we've been, we've been uh, you know, talking and working very closely, both with Governor Pritzker's team and his lieutenant governor, Juliana Stratton, came out this week and spent time with our people down in Springfield. Um, is, is, uh, is, is, uh, Mayor Leck Lightfoot starts her first week. Her, her team has reached out. She actually wants to come out and meet with some of our men, which I think is fantastic, and really hear directly from them. And uh, these are, as Detective Williams said, these are remarkable young men who have been through a lot, and some have done a lot, and they want to do something different. And having the, the, the public sector, having the state, having the city invest, um, that could be transformative in terms of the quality of life of our, of our residents on the south and west sides here in Chicago.
1: Um, Detective Williams, what are some of the kinds of other supports that these young people will need uh, as they go through? I mean, as they're, as they're trying to move up and secure themselves in the real world.
3: Well, one thing I, I definitely believe that everyone needs to open their eyes and see that these young men are truly trying, that they, they're truly becoming productive parts of society. They are no longer the young men who are out there shooting and, and running and selling drugs and, Doing the uh, negative things that were keeping um, the communities down, they so they need people to believe in them and to give them opportunities. They need people to hire them. They, you know, they need um, they need some of these co- companies to open their doors and allow them to become employees and just give them that chance. Because if if no one gives them the opportunity to become who they know they can be then I don't want to see them backslide. I don't want to see them say, I've got to eat and my family has to eat. So I don't want them to feel like the only way out is to do something negative. So I believe that they simply need people to believe in them, give them jobs, see them for who they are today, let yesterday be yesterday, and let today be today. Let them, let them live
2: Craig, we've been lucky. We have about four dozen employers who are hiring our guys at the back end, and most of our guys spend between a year and 18 months with us. And we have guys working in hospitality and culinary and manufacturing and construction. We have two guys working in law firms down here, downtown here. We have one guy who just celebrated uh, his first year anniversary at Deloitte, which is amazing. And they are talented. They are hardworking. They are committed. They are resilient. They are leaders. And again, seeing their talent, I always say, I don't, you know, this is not a, a gift. I don't want your, your, your charity. I want you to see these as talented employees who will help to make your companies better. And we, as, as Detective Williams said, we need more employees uh, to more employers to step up and hire at the back end as we try and go to scale. But let me quickly tell you one story because this is such a human endeavor. There was a group of guys who were frankly perpetuating a lot of violence and were caught in a, in a pretty bloody uh, conflict that, that, Uh, lots of bodies had dropped on both sides. Um, They actually, because they trusted her so much, one of the leaders came to Detective Williams' house and said, we want to have a truce. And that was December of uh, 2017. Um, Since that point, there's been basically no bloodshed there, and that group is working directly with us. And as we got into it, five or six months into it, I asked the leader, I said, it's sort of pretty remarkable what you've done to bring all your guys in to trust us like this. What could we do for you? And I, I took a little bit of a risk there. I didn't know what he would, you know, give me a, give me a house, give me a car. And it was so deep what he said. He said, Craig, um, our kids don't have a playground. They don't have a place to play. And could you help build us a playground? And so with Detective Williams and lots of volunteers from the police and the White Sox uh, this summer, 200 volunteers, we built a playground for, for these young for the, for the children of these men.
1: Mm. Um, I wonder how you deal with skepticism from from some people. I I uh I know there's a uh, move to create more afternoon things, uh, after school for those who are in school, uh recreational opportunities, but I covered a demonstration downtown at the Thompson Center recently and it was young people, high school kids talking about we need to you know have more opportunities and and our and our neighbors need to have more opportunities and a young man who looked like he could be gang involved uh kind of sauntered by and rolled his eyes and and he basically said this stuff has no meaning for me this is and I'm cleaning up the language here for for what he said as he walked by them um but how do you others who may just think, all right, it's a bunch of people trying to tell me my life, you know, let me, I'm I'm not even going to pay attention. You know, Vivian Williams, how, how do you reach those people?
3: Well, one thing I've seen is that um, when your friends start to do something different and you're left on the corner by yourself, then they be the guys on the corner, want to become part of what's going on because um, there's one young man in particular when he came to my home and he started to do something different. He came to my home and said, Hey, I want I want a truce. I don't want to fight with this other gang anymore. Can you go with me and let's go talk to them? So I explained that I had to get permission from the police department to organize this in the proper way. And he went by himself and got that truce and came back the next day and says, I got the truce now. Can you introduce me to Chicago Cred because I'm ready now? He said we couldn't all be in one place at one time, or we would have gotten ambushed. That's why we didn't go when you first asked us. So it started off with maybe six or seven guys. He mm-hmm. now has bought like thirty guys from that area into Chicago Cred because now they're the other guys are seeing that they're doing something positive. So now the ones who were holding him back, they they now want to get a job and do the right thing and, you know, become part of what's working for their friends who they were initially out here robbing people and shooting people and doing negative things. So sometimes it's the guys who can go out and bring the other guys in. If they don't listen to me, then, you know, I try to send someone younger and one of their friends who goes and talks to them and they come along with them and they, they buy into the program and they buy into wanting to be a different person themselves. So the outreach workers are people who used to be out there doing criminal activity.
2: Hmm. There, there's skepticism on two sides, Craig. And one is from guys on the street and is, is detective where said, we have an amazing street outreach teams who go out and have total credibility and, I can't tell you how many homes I've been to with Detective Williams who will just go sit and talk to a guy in in the living room, and maybe it takes two or three visits. Maybe you have to keep going back, but um, that's a little bit different. I always say programs don't change lives, relationships do, and they know we don't have to be there, and that's you know it's a different feel, and, and, and you, you build credibility over time, and the work has to has to speak for itself. But you also have credibility, Craig, uh, 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 skepticism, Craig, from the, the broader community. And if I can leave anything with your listeners, I just want them to understand the immense humanity, and intelligence, and leadership leadership ability that our our men have. And I couldn't say this more sincerely and mean it more sincerely. Our men are the solution. They are not the problem. And if we fail to see their humanity, if we fail to see both their struggles and um, their in their you know the challenges, but also how much good they can do. Um, my job, Detective Williams' job, our job is to help. They are the ones that are leading Chicago to a safer place.
1: That is going to be the final word. Thank you both. This is this has gone by very quickly, and I thank you both. First, uh, former Education Secretary Arnie Duncan and very much Detective Vivian Williams with the Chicago Police Department, uh, who has been doing amazing work for a number of years. Um, both of you are education leaders. Uh, to our listeners, if you would like a copy of this program or just to hear it again, please visit our website. That is WBBMNewsRadio.com. Just follow the podcast links. You can also find our podcasts on Radio.com. I'll be back next week with another edition of At Issue, and I hope you'll be listening. Until then, I'm Craig Delamore, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM.